Turn it over, scores! Sam Reinhardt goes to the net and he's rewarded. And the Sabres are back on top with a late goal in the second. It's 2-1. to one. Well, you see right there, Sam Reinhardt, a very happy man. And maybe this is the spark he needs to get himself rolling. Puck goes into the Anaheim zone. How's it going, everybody? This is the Charging Buffalo Podcast. I am Joe, and as always, I am joined by Luke, Season 3, Episode 3. Yes, yes. Let's get into it. Let's let, let's certainly get into it. Uh, we're kind of winging it here. We just typed up the notes on the fly. Um, you know, how should we... How are we starting this off? We are going to start off talking about Sam Reinhardt's contract. They finally signed him. Yes. What? As, as a you, few days in a training camp, they a, finally get the contract. As yeah. you heard in that clip, that was a Sam Samson, Ryan, as I like to call him, a Samson Reinhardt goal. So Sam is back. And, Joe, what did we say throughout the summer? Three, between three and four million, right? Right? Is that not what we said? I thought it was going to be five million. Really? I, I can't believe they got him for this cheap. I but, see. of course, it is a two-year deal. So if, you, they, if they would have signed him like a six- or seven-year deal, it wouldn't have been this cheap. Because they're buying oh, yeah. unrestricted free agency, you're accounting for how much better he's going to get over the course of the contract, too. So and that's why the number is so low. You know what our comrade Austin brought up yes. was that we're going to own his rights still yes. after this deal. So They own his rights for 10 years now. Yeah, yeah. For 10 years. That That's how, much, how long they can sign him for. Because after the two years on this contract, they could sign him to an eight-year deal because he's mm-hmm. still an RFA. So... I really was hoping for a long-term deal, but I think it was either a two-year deal or, or a three-year deal, something short that wouldn't take him to unrestricted free agency, mm-hmm. and then you can sign him to an eight-year deal after. I so, mean, we have him now. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Okay? And he's good. We're not in the Leafs position. Yes. Think about how Leafs – I mean, I don't want to say think about how Leafs fans feel because they're, they're feeling pretty damn good right now, but William Nylander still hasn't signed, but still. Of course. Hey, did you see um $2 version of William Nylander? Tyler Ennis had two goals yesterday in his debut. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good for him. Yep. Now, uh, last episode I said that he'll probably end up in the AHL Toronto Marlies. I still stand by that. I don't I don't I think so. I still stand by that. I don't know, know if I said last week that I don't th- – I think he'll be on the team. Mm. I do believe. If he does make the team, it won't be for long. Because we all know what Tyler Ennis looks like. I have family in Minnesota. Ask them how they like Tyler Ennis and his cup of coffee with the Wild. They hated him. Mm. Fans didn't like him. Mm. So, hmm. of course, if he's playing with Austin Matthews the whole season oh, or boy. his time up there, he'll get some points. I'm rooting but for the guy. Tyler, I, of course. Of yeah. course but yeah. he's not the same Tyler Ennis that he was Mm-mm. Six years ago. Yeah, it makes me bitter. Mm. But, of course, oh, I, I wanted to say something, but I lost my train of thought. I'm bitter about a lot of things lately. Mm. Yes, uh, you think of that. You okay. think of that. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of where we should go. The preseason game happened, the second one, that is. The first one, uh, it first was... First one, Alex Nealander. You want to talk about Oh, Alex $2 version of William Nealander. Alex Nealander. Alex Nealander looked wonderful. Uh, he looked really good. He's improved. Two assists. Two assists. Yeah, his skating as well has improved leaps and bounds. That's perhaps the most noticeable. Notable. He looks like an NHL skater now. He looks stable on his feet, which was my biggest gripe with him last year. He didn't look like a confident skater, but now he's skating well. He's playing defense well. He's back checking more. He's mm, more aggressive. More. Yes, he's more aggressive in his own zone. Good, good stick work as well. I noticed him going for a lot of stick lifts and such. So he's grown. He's grown as a player, and I stand by. He will be on this team. 
day Especially one. with the injury to Connor Sherry. Yeah, yeah. He's out week You go week. to your best guy in your farm, injury. and Nylander is that guy. Just think, how big is that? Even if Nylander does make the team, which he should and will, uh, how how great are a position are we in where he's probably the first man up that mm-hmm. you call up? That's that's pretty that's yeah. pretty darn good, in my opinion. Oh yes, I remember what I was gonna say. So Sam Reinhart, remember like beginning of last season when he was kind of struggling a little bit. Mm-hmm. People were saying like, oh, what a bust, what a bust. Like it could be worse. Mm-hmm. It could be worse. They could have drafted Sam Bennett. They could have drafted Sam Bennett. They could have drafted Michael Dale Cole for all we know. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, of course, you can talk crap about Sam Reinhardt all you want. He's a good player. I don't he think is. there's any den- denying that anymore. But if you look at Leon Dreisaitl's contract, which, what is he get, making like eight, eight and a half million, something like that? Mm-hmm. Take what Leon Dreisaitl is and the difference between him and Sam Reinhardt. Of course, Sam. Sam Reinhardt's production isn't going to be close to Dreisaitl just yet, but take the difference between them, and there's like $6 million difference on the payroll between them. Sam Reinhardt is, I'm not going to call him a more valuable player, but he's more of a bang for your buck than He's a 50-point player for... I think he's going to break out. I've been saying mm-hmm. this for a couple years now, but... He needs to have that year where he just explodes and gets a lot of assists. He's because he's good for twenty-ish goals a year. He just needs to get the that fifty, sixty assist season where he'll be up in that borderline elite player category. He's a really smart player, and I know uh, we've definitely grown here on the show too. The fact that we are sorry about that—that that we're able to um, recognize that he is a good player because we were highly critical of him mm-hmm. last season. And, and that was deservedly so. Deservedly he, he so, yeah. He was not good at all in the beginning of last I feel season. Like, I feel like I broke record saying this every week, though, but the whole team was bad. Mm-hmm. The whole team was bad. That that could really be the justification yeah. for all of it. But he improved. The team kind of improved at the end there, I'd, I'd say, kind of a little bit. He mad, was you know. probably but one of, if not their best players. He was the most January improved player. Yeah, yes. Absolutely. But, I mean, you look at Evander Kane, who's routinely a 50-point guy, and he's getting $7 million. Mm. I don't think once the long-term deal comes, I think this kind of sets up what we're expecting for Reinhardt when the, the long-term extension comes. I think uh, it'll be a few million higher, but nothing, yeah. nothing in the astronomical range, absolutely not. Yes, and back to Alex Nylander. Mm-hmm. Uh as you said, his back checking was a lot better. I mm-hmm. I didn't get to watch the preseason games. So he's far. noticeable now. Mm-hmm. You know when he's out there, yeah. and that's because when you would watch Rochester last year, he was probably one of the worst players. He was really on bad. The ice. Mm-hmm. He was playing with no passion in his game, no. not back checking. But whatever the coaches and management said to him at the end mm-hmm. of last season probably really stuck with him. Mm-hmm. It's noticeable that he put in work this off season. Botchel is probably like, you know what, if, if we don't see improvement, then uh, we must move on from you. Uh, we look for improvement come this training camp. And we'll probably just cut it off at that. But And a little fire under him. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, he's bigger. Uh, he's playing with passion in his game now. Mm-hmm. And I think he's going to make a team, especially with the Sherry injury. He's certainly bigger. He's a pretty tall kid, it looks mm-hmm. like. On the I ice. think he's... he's like an inch taller than his brother. Yeah, he's uh, and he's, he he's looks a big like kid. physically bigger than mm-hmm. him too. Mm-hmm. And they're in his Instagram pictures, of yeah. course. But yeah, I'm excited for Nylander. I hope maybe he'll even get a shot with 
Eichel or Middlestat at some point. Mm-hmm. But I really, I of course I didn't get to watch the game, but I heard that uh, the line of Thompson, Berglund, and Nylander was really good. Which so, game was that? The, the first, first one. one? The first one. Yeah, that line is really good. Um, not much else was noticeable. Uh, I watched the whole. I, I caught all of the second game. The first one. I had to stream it through Reddit because it was region blocked through the Blue Jackets website, but so I missed some of the stuff just doing other things. But um, the goalies have looked good. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. I believe it was uh, Allmark who who started that game actually. Do you know who started against? I couldn't tell you. I think it was Allmark. In the I think first it was game, Allmark. And then Hutton the second game. Yeah, yeah, it was Allmark. He he looked really good. He looked like. Did Johansson play at all? I feel like. I saw Johansson played. I don't think I think Allmark. You know, I don't. I didn't catch the end of the game, so I don't know if Allmark mm-hmm. subbed in. I know uh, Wedgwood got some time though in the second one. I like uh, our goaltending depth. I do. I, I love really it. Like it. Wedgwood was like a backup for a little while too yeah. in uh, New Jersey. He's a good AHL he starter is. that can. He's come better up than Adam Wilcox. Yeah, be a backup. Do we too. still have Wilcox? He's signed to an AHL. Okay. Deal. Okay. And Johansson, I like Johansson. I've always liked him. I don't know <clears throat> if there's much of an NHL ceiling there, but he's always kind of stood out to me at mm-hmm. development camp. I, I really like him. Uh, speaking of injuries, of course, Sherry, Sherry out with an upper body injury week to week. Sean Malone is out six weeks with a knee injury, and this is pretty much just the story of Sean Malone's career. He's just been injured so much. Like You wonder what he could have been if, he didn't have all of these injuries. Mm-hmm. And then, I, I'm, this got me wondering. Matt Hunwick. Of course, I didn't think he was going to be playing in Buffalo this year, but out with a neck injury indefinitely. I wonder if this is real or Are we taking if, the Mary if this Hosa? is just Buffalo's version of Robita Island. Yeah. Because I don't know. I don't, I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist out here or anything, but it's just like it seems interesting that they go out and acquire a player that clearly is not going to be on the team and is out indefinitely with a neck injury. I I hope not because you can't tell me he's not better than Tennyson. Are you are you are you implying it's like a made up injury or no? Because uh, no, if you okay. look at cap friendly here, he's mm-hmm. making like how much? Hold on a second. Where is it? We're looking at cap friendly. Ma- Matt Hunwick is making two point two five million for this year and next. So out indefinitely with a neck injury. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not trying to point any fingers here, but I got a feeling this is Roby Island. Mm, I don't know. I, but you keep it him, happens keep though. Him around the locker room. Yeah, I hope I hope they keep him around. He's a he's a nice veteran. This stuff. But happens, I don't want though. him on the ice. I don't want him on the ice. It happens though. Mm, I don't know. I wouldn't have a problem with him wasn't on the he ice. playing? He was playing last season. Did he yeah. break his neck in training in the off season? I don't, that just doesn't. Could have been squatting. Pull the muscle on that neck. You don't know. Don't you don't know. Don't, and Nathan Bolu scored too. I'm again like you mentioned with Reinhardt. Everybody was off. The whole team was bad. Mm. In Bull, he was last year in Montreal. He had what, 20, Listen, 28 points. The defense has looked darn good in this preseason. We're hitting Jake McCabe and Risto. Had yeah, McCabe had a goal, too. Hits. Yeah, yeah McCabe if scored. If they can get a bounce back, if Brendan Gooley has to go to Rochester because Jake McCabe and Nate Bolu are playing so well, that's a good problem to have. I want to see 
Jake McCabe get more into the offense? Because mm-hmm. all the time in preseason, he's always down by the net. Last year, he had a game winner in OT against the Hurricanes in the Hockeyville game, I believe. Yeah. Then this time, he's right in front of the net and just he jams in his own rebound. Like I want to see this kid get more than the kid. I mean, how old is he? McCabe's 24. I, he's I, a kid. I was listening to a interview at GR the other day. Howsley called him a veteran. Like, jeez, I remember. Well, I mean, he's I been playing for a while. It's been forever. Jeez. I, You know, I'm a huge fan of Jake McCabe. Yeah. And he, he had a bad year last yeah. year. And he was dealing with a shoulder injury, thumb injury. He decided to shut it down last year because what's the point? He, if he didn't shut it down, he wouldn't even be ready for training camp. So I feel like he's been I'm here hoping, forever. He said he was dealing with that shoulder for over a year. So that pretty much that can weigh on you. to the struggles that he had when he was in the lineup last Imagine year. playing a game or just doing anything important to you in your life while having something in your mind of how am I going to manage this at the yeah. same time. It's probably the same the same principle. Yeah. So And I remember preseason last year, Nate Boley was really, really good. He was mm-hmm. probably one of the best defensemen out there in Buffalo. And then when the regular season started, he was awful. So I think Boley probably makes a team now after – this performance that he's had in camp, yeah, I would assume. But it's going to be tough because they got a lot of defense. They got Ristolainen, Bogosian. I I saw that Bogosian was hurt. Uh, is, did you see that? I too? S- you showed me that day to day. Yeah, day to day. They're just evaluating him though. Okay. I thought they weren't. I thought it was just they weren't mm-hmm. rushing him in. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Ristolainen, Bogosian, Scandella. It's three. Then Bolu, four. McCabe, Darlene, five and six. Also, is the number change officially official? Yes. Four? Okay. Yeah, okay. he's number four. Matt yeah. Hunwick, I would assume, is going to go on LTIR since he's out indefinitely. So that that clears two two point two million dollars in caps. I guess I had no idea that Marco Scandella was still in his twenties, and that's very really? yeah. That's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. I thought he was thirty one or he's something. Got another year left after this year on his contract. Let's resign him. Yeah. Let's resign him. I like him. Scandella, he's a good third pairing defenseman on a mm-hmm. good team. I would hope that they are able to sign him. What, what do you think about McCabe with Darlene? We, I think we I'm, talked about this briefly that was last that, episode. That wasn't the pairing in the second game, right? Mm. I'm trying to think of who Darlene was with. I'm not sure. Well, if he's with McCabe, I'll be happy with that. I want him with either Skindella or McCabe because those are two veteran guys. Uh, Bogosian, too. I would Bogosian, Bogosian, yeah, that could work. I think Darlene could elevate Bogosian's play yeah. as well, bring out his offensive side, but... On paper, this is a very good defense. It is on paper, yeah, but you'd like to see, you know, maybe some. You could definitely improve over the likes of uh, Bull Hewler. I won. I really wonder about Gouli. I mean, even you know, yes, yes. But one more point on the defense. Even McCabe, ideally, he you want him on your third. Yes, pairing. exactly. You don't. You know, you, but, ideally, you want Bolu, Scandella, McCabe, all these guys on your third pairing. Right. I'm trying to find. So then their errors. You know what? Maybe that's why. Bolio was playing good minutes last year. Maybe the reason his mistakes were amplified is because he shouldn't be there in the yeah, first exactly. place. Like, yeah, yeah Bolio had nine points in fifty-nine games last year. Had twenty-eight points in seventy-four games the year before in Montreal. One point in five playoff games. Mm. So you, there is, there's room for improvement with mm. him. He had nineteen points the year before. He put up some good numbers in the AHL too in Hamilton. I. I wouldn't be surprised if this guy can have another – can improve off of last year. And it would be hard for him not to improve because he was really, really bad last year. And that Montreal team he was on in 17, that was a playoff team. Yeah, exactly. Correct? So 
there were there were good guys around him. He wasn't playing the big minutes because he had Shea Weber there. Um, did they have? They didn't have Sergachev at the time, did they? Uh, I want to say Sergachev maybe played a little bit in the playoffs. I'm okay. not sure, but yeah, yeah. But point being, um, he was on a good team mm-hmm. and didn't have to play crazy minutes. I wonder if Nelson makes this team. Because he has to go through waivers. I wonder, because Nelson's not a really big name. I wonder if he would pass through waivers or not. He'll pass through waivers. I don't want to lose Nelson because he, what do you have, like five goals last year? He was was a nice player. He was one of their better defensemen last year. Uh, He'll pass. He's going to be like a Chad Ruittle in Mm -hmm. this league. He's going to venture around, bounce around a bit. I really like Casey Nelson. Me too, me too. Uh, he was one of my favorite guys last year. And Lawrence Pilot, didn't he? You watched the Pittsburgh game. He played played really well, didn't you? He didn't do a lot. He didn't. He didn't screw up, mm-hmm. um, which is good. But he, yeah, that's fine. That I'd rather have that than anything significant happen offensively. Um, he was fine. He was fine. Yeah, no, no complaints. He was there. What about C.J. Smith? I heard a lot of good things about him. He looked good. He had a opportunity. I don't know. It must have been the first period because we were shooting on that side. Um, almost broke away from a defender, but was. Stopped. I believe I'm trying to remember the play in my head, but he had he had he had some good chances. Uh, skating looks good as ever. Yeah, I really like C.J. Smith, but after mm-hmm. all the trades that they made in the off season, I don't see it. And, well, with the uh, Sherry injury, you would think that his chances of making the team are a little higher. But Alex Nylander has just stepped up his game so yeah. much. I because th- they're gonna let Nylander play on the team for an undrafted free agent signing in Smith. Mm-hmm. You have to give. Your former eighth overall pick a chance. Mm-hmm. You can't just leave them under the depth chart under the likes of Bailey, Baptiste, and Smith. You got to give them a chance. You know what I noticed too about these guys compared to other preseason teams is that we pass really well and we skate really well. We play more like an NHL team than uh, like I was watching the Capitals and Bruins. I don't know if it was just the players they had on the ice, but it was bad hockey. Mm-hmm. This was a fun game to watch. We were moving. We were getting chances. Um, and another name I see on there, uh, Borgen, looked good. He's really impressed me. He's looked like an NHL guy, uh, certainly top-pairing AHL guy. He's He's been a steady hand. Uh, I don't know. Was he with Darlene? He I was with Darlene s- in yeah. Prospects Camp. But I think they might have been the pairing in um, against Pittsburgh. Really? Hmm. I, I think. Uh, I have to look up the lines. Unless, I don't know, I'm... Unless you, uh, Darlene might have been with McCabe. I don't. I don't remember. I thought Darlene was with McCabe. That's what. It, that's what where he was uh, in practice. So I assume mm-hmm. that's. Where that's he'd be probably where he was. Then it's just mm-hmm. skipping my mind. How about Rasmus Haslund? What do you think of him? He looked good. <laughs> they were they were talking about him on commentary a bit. Um, he looked good. Fast, of course, very fast. I hope he makes the team. I was thinking I like, hope. yeah, I, I was thinking. Uh, I don't know if we had him out there for any power play time, but I was. It went through my head, man, I'd like to see him get some chances. Because our power play is moving, and they have a guy like him on the power play. That would have been fun. He might he might have gotten some time. I don't quite remember. Because we shifted a few guys in and out of the power play. And looking at the cap friendly right <clears throat> now, me. keep in mind, Alex Nylander still has all three years of his entry-level contract mm-hmm. because he played in the AHL, and since he was under 20 years old, his contract slid down because he didn't play nine games in Buffalo. So that's really good. For the especially if he turns into a 
top six forward, a really good top six forward in the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. You're going to have him on his last year of his ELC at 860 grand, mm-hmm. which that really helps because in the four or five million dollars that you're saving there because he's still on his ELC, you're able to go maybe even make a big splash at the trade deadline, acquire a top six forward or mm-hmm. top, top four defenseman rental. Or yeah. it's, it's mind-boggling that we're even talking about acquiring a rental top six forward at the trade deadline. Yeah, that, that would be fun. Ten years that would be really fun. Yes. <clears throat> uh, another guy, do you want me to keep going? Yeah, uh, keep going. Keep giving some. Well, oh, yes, the, the new players, Patrick Berglund, Vladimir Sabotka. Oh, Sabotka was great. He was great. Had a don't goal. sleep on these guys. Don't do not do that. Yeah. Vladimir Sabotka. I thought of this the other day. <clears throat> Patrick Berglund is a poor man's Ryan O'Reilly. <sighs> That's what good, I'm good in the face-off circle. Not the best skater, but he's good for 15, 20 goals a year. Of course, he's not going to get the same amount of assists as O'Reilly, but I'm going to pull up his stats right now. <clears throat> Excuse me, but his stats last year, he was injured a little bit, but he still scored 17 goals. 57 games, 17 goals, 9 assists, 26 points. That's that's really good. Mm-hmm. That's really good. And then yeah. 23 goals the year before, 10 goals the year before, and 42 games, 12 goals, 77 games. This guy is a player. Mm-hmm. Don't sleep on Patrick Berglund. You, he's good. Sabotka, though, <laughs> was phenomenal. Had the goal in the first, and then he had a really good chance. Uh, it was one-on-one of the defender, I believe. And uh, or might have been like a two-on-two rush, but it was a nice little rush, uh, and he it was a scoring chance though in the first period. Uh, I'm sorry I can't pinpoint the times of these, but he 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 was really impressive. I have to say I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited for Sabotka. people. Of course, their contracts aren't great, mm-hmm. but I think uh, Berglund is on the books for another three years after this year, and Saboka is one more year after this year. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited for these guys. Yes. They are they vastly improve our bottom six. And maybe even Berglund is a second-line center if he plays well enough. Berglund's going to be here until he's 34 years old, too, which, yeah, that might be a little, a little scary. But I think in years one, two, maybe even three of that contract, he's going to be good, and then you can just buy him out at the end if need be. I don't think he'll be here past the second year of it, no. to be honest. Uh yeah, but especially if you take into account guys like Davidson and Asplund that should yeah. be coming up in the next mm-hmm. couple years. How many points did Saboka get last year? 31. 31. That's not bad, especially for a guy that will probably be on your third or fourth line. If you get 31 points, if you look at Larson's production the past oh, God. three years, let's just look at Johan Larson, his production. And Gergensen's and Larson been in the bottom six, right? Did you notice anything from them? Gergensen's was invisible again. Yeah, not surprised. Mm, Larson was. I didn't even know he was. I didn't notice him. I don't. I don't think they'll even be playing. I both of them. I think. I wouldn't even be surprised if Gergensen's gets waived. He'll get claimed. I'm sure. They certainly don't deserve to be playing after because yeah. they did absolutely nothing. Larson, 17 points last year, four goals, 13 assists. I thought it'd be lower. Yeah, and that he feels like a 10 point guy. Yeah. And then 11 the year before, but he missed a lot of time. And then is that 49? 17 before. Those his penalties? Yep. Yep. Yikes. Lots of penalties last year, of course. As we mentioned, as I mentioned last episode, the right time to trade Zemmis Gergensen was like four years ago. Mm -hmm. Right after that, 
year he struggled out of the coming out of the tank year. Yeah. The good news is that the most noticeable guys were the new guys. Mm-hmm. That that's the this. How how Dalene look? I, oh, he looked great. Yeah, he looked great. I'm, the, I'm so excited for the power play. His skating, skating is the hardest thing to cheat, teach, and develop. And he's he's set. Did they play him on the number one power play? Oh yeah, they did. Oh, you bet they with, did. Was Risto it, on the second? Oh, Risto. Oh, Risto was with the first group, wasn't he? I don't remember. No, Dalene was with Eichel. Mm-hmm. They were passing back and forth. Risto Line was in that game. Yeah, he was he was playing. Oh yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. I'm I'm kind of surprised they put him on the power play one right away. I was watching, and I was I was getting my Twitter fingers ready to say, "Oh my God, Darlene to Eichel, yas!" And it, it didn't happen, but they were they were winding up, they were teasing it. Oh, like, what about, what about the Skin Man? Oh, the Skin Man was great too. He was he was in. I thought he had the Savotka goal. Yeah, uh, it looked like it, but yeah, when I he the didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't uh but he looked good he looked really good uh he, he's jeff skinner he's he's the skin man you know as so. advertised the skin man's gonna skin that's all i gotta say yeah. about it eichel and skinner are gonna be deadly they are gonna be deadly this season i can't wait and you know what i'm happy about uh rob ray's back on the pregame yeah so that's i, I felt i felt like oh seven again stuffing hot dogs and yeah his yeah. pocket yeah uh the sabers face toronto tomorrow they're at toronto preseason game Tomorrow, I would assume. Uh, I wonder because we're recording at eight thirty in the morning right now. So mm-hmm. of course the the line combinations aren't going to be out for a couple hours. So I wonder if they're going to keep going with the same groups that they have, or maybe even combine them. Who knows? It's the third preseason game. I wouldn't expect them to start making cuts to the roster. No, I think you gotta get probably another uh, this game, then the game after. Then they'll probably start trimming the roster down. We we did send M- M- Matej Picard. Yeah, they sent Matej Matej back to Barry. <laughs> they sent Lukanen back to Sudbury. So, but uh, that's about it. I think the, the the most important thing about preseason and why it's so why I love it so much is you got to see what you got to put. Works. You got to see. You got to get as many looks as you can, yeah. pretty much as many guys together as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where you put. You know, this is where you put Eichel with Sabotka. This is when you try that stuff mm-hmm. out. Not not in the regular season. So that's why. Uh, Especially to a team like the Sabres, this is why the preseason is so important. Yeah. Not so much to the, the Penguins. You've seen them play. Just, mm-hmm. Well, they haven't been good in preseason because they don't need the preseason Sabres games. Sabres won two preseason games. Usually they don't win any preseason, many preseason games at all, but they're undefeated in the preseason. We'll, we'll take it. We'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it. But TSN, Frank Saravelli, he conducted a players poll on TSN.ca, and there was a surprise amongst his... Yeah, he was surprised by what these players were saying. Over half of the 30-ish players that were interviewed picked the Sabres and Coyotes to be playoff teams, which I thought was pretty interesting. And, of course, they were really hyping up all the new guys, Rasmus Dahlin, Casey Middlestat. I want to read a couple of quotes here. Mm. Yeah, we are gaining respect, it seems like. You just hope it doesn't crumble a few weeks into the season. But you know. Okay. Uh, one of them said, I'm really intrigued by Buffalo to see how it turns around. One Atlantic Division rival said, they took some really good steps. Jason Botterill, he did some good stuff this offseason. It was cool to see some of the moves. They had Tage Thompson. There's a lot of guys. They got Jeff Skinner. They got Rasmus Dallin. 
who I'm sure is going to blossom into a heck of a player. It's exciting to see what they're going to do. And I'll also say, I know Patrick Berglund really well. He will be a really sneaky good player. I agree with that. Berglund's going to be really, really good. Another player said, so I think he'll help them more than people think. So the players, they, they face these guys. They know the good players. Patrick Berglund, he's been around for a very long time. This guy's a seasoned veteran, 30 years old. He's going to do really well. I'm excited for Patrick Berglund. Yes, and uh, appears the rest of the league is as well. Don't sleep on Patrick Berglund. Right, right. How about the Coyotes? What do you think about the Coyotes? The, half the players think that they're going to make the playoffs as well. Mm, I don't. I don't. I mean, the West is a lot more open at the bottom than the East. Mm-hmm. I think I wouldn't be surprised if they make it. I think the Coyotes have a better chance of making it than the Sabers do. That might be a hot take, but I mean, the Avalanche got in, mm-hmm. so anything's possible. It's, po- it's possible. I like the acquisition of Galchenyuk a mm-hmm. lot. I think he'll help them. Yeah. They're, they're yeah, finally making Galchenyuk's moves. Galchenyuk's going to contribute more than Max Domi did. And you see what Max Domi did last yeah. night? Sucker punching Aaron Eckblad. Sucker punched a guy with numerous concussions yes. and a history cool. of head injuries. Mm-hmm. So that says a lot about I mean, look at his dad. Yeah. yeah that's all you need to know. Mm-hmm. Trash. Class. Dylan Strom should be stepping into the lineup as well. Should be. Should be. <laughs> and if. Antti Ranta is healthy. He They're clearly excited about Christian Dvorak as well. Yes, yeah, so get, get mm-hmm. signing him to that long-term deal as yeah. well. So, Yeah, and Dvorak, how many years have they signed Dvorak for? I want to see this. And Christian Fisher, another guy they're yeah. clearly excited about. I forget that. I'm trying to remember if O'Yell was named captain. Oh, yeah, Ackman Larson's the captain. They got Grabner in the fold, mm-hmm. too. They signed him. So I think... I think that the Coyotes might even be better than the Blackhawks. I'm oh. not surprised. Yeah, it's not hard anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Blackhawks didn't really do much to get better in the offseason, did they? They of course they moved the Hosa contract, but that's not that's about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's about all they did. I think they've they've kind of thrown in the towel. And Bob McKenzie put out his uh, consensus preseason draft rankings. He polled a bunch of scouts. This is what he usually does. So this is the best ranking for draft prospects you can find. It's just a consensus. It's like an average out where these guys fall. Of course, number one, Jack Hughes, center, United States National Development Program. I think he's going to break Austin Matthews' record for points. He had 116 points in 60 games last year. Uh, Dylan Cousins, number two. I really like this guy at the Ivan Holenka tournament. I don't have him at number two on my list right now. Uh, number three on this list, Kapokako, is my number two. Uh, Cousins plays for the Lethbridge Hurricanes. I don't know if I mentioned that, but 53 points in 57 games last year. He's going to have a really good season in the WHL this year. And then, as I mentioned earlier, Kapokako, number three on this list, 55 points in 38 games last year. He torched the junior SM Liga last year. He was amazing. I expect him to get a lot of time with TPS in the Finnish Elite League next year. And then number four, one of my personal favorites in this draft, Vasily Podkolzin. Off to a pretty good start in the in Russia this year, in the MHL, I believe he's playing him. He should get some time in the KHL, I would assume. 30, 30 points in 21 games last year. He was 
the best player in the Ivan Holinka over the summer. I really like him. Number five, I think this is a little high, but Kirby Doc, center. I really, really like Kirby Doc, but I think I might have him like eight or nine on my list right now. But he's he's big. He, he's big and skate well, really good, powerful center. He had 46 points, 52 games last year. Uh, I watched this WHL draft a couple years ago. I think he was the number two or three pick as well, Saskatoon. Saskatoon's jerseys as well. Mm, beautiful. Oh, yeah. Blue yeah. and gold. If Buffalo, gorgeous. if Buffalo wanted to make a third jersey that had the same template as Saskatoon's blue jersey, mm-hmm. oh, please. Number six, Bowen Byram. I haven't seen a lot of Byram. I've watched a couple of his games, but... Of course, he's probably one of the better defensemen in this draft. And as you can probably tell as we've talked about the drafts on the podcast, it's a very weak draft for defensemen, a very strong draft for centers and winners. And they got a couple really nice goaltender prospects in this draft as well. None of them made the cut on McKenzie's list, but two American goalies and Dustin Wolf, who plays for the average silver tips, and out of the United States Development Program, Spencer Knight. So those are two... That's one defenseman there in Byram, place for the Vancouver Giants. And then Philip Broberg, who was very impressive at the Ivan Holenka for Team Sweden. A lot of people have him like in their top top four. I don't know if that's really necessary to put him that high just yet, but offensively this guy, he reminded me of like a John Klingberg, Rasmus Dahlin type player. And I Mm. The Halinka was really the first time he really was looking that good. I wonder if he's going to continue to play that well. Because if you look back at the Halinka last year, Rasmus Kupari was fantastic. But he had a so-so year and then ended up getting drafted in the 20s to the LA Kings. So I like Bro- Broberg, Philip Broberg, but I don't know if he's going to end up being this high of a pick. Because, again, it's just a... It's a small, it's a short tournament, small sample size, so you can't put too much into that. And then you got Raphael Lavoie, Halifax Mooseheads, number eight. I really like this kid. 63 points in 68 games last year. Um, he was the kind of player that if he was born a few days earlier, he would have been eligible for last year. I think if he was in last year's draft, he would have been picked in the top ten as well. I really like Lavoie. And I think he might even be playing, he was in the, he wasn't in the Halenka, he was playing in the World Junior Summer Showcase with Team Can and was one of their better players. Number nine, you got Peyton Krebs, who was the number one pick in the draft I referenced earlier when Doc was in it. He's a natural center, but he's been playing left wing, 54 points, 67 games. I'm not saying this because... I, I think I might be saying this because he plays for Kootenai, but he reminds me of a faster Sam Reinhardt. His passing is just unbelievable. Uh, his hockey sense is really good as well. So I really like Peyton Grubbs. And then I'm just going to stop here at number 10. Ryan Suzuki is the brother of Nick Suzuki. Uh, plays for the Barry Colts. Was also a number one pick in the OHL priority selection. 44 points in 64 games last year. I really like him as well. A couple of surprises here. Alex Turcott is number 12 on this list. I think I have him at number four right now. I'm working on my my list for the chargingbuffalo.net. Alex Turcott, he's probably one of the better skaters in this draft. 63 points in 58 games for the development team last year. And then another surprise, Alex Newhook, who before in the summer he was probably a consensus top three pick. 
in the draft. Plays in the BCHL for Victoria. I watched one full game of his over the summer, and I wasn't impressed. I wasn't impressed at all. He was kind of giving the puck away a lot. Wasn't really... He didn't look like a top three pick to me, especially playing in the BCHL where you should be dominating. His skills are undeniable, though. He's very fast, but I don't, I'm don't. i not so sure he's a top five pick. I don't know. But, of course, there's another season to go before we can start doing that, talking like that. Matthew Boldy, he's a guy he impressed in the U.S. Uh, top prospects game that was yesterday. Keep an eye out for him, 76 points in 62 games. And then another guy, Arthur Kal- Arthur Kaliev. He scored 31 goals for Hamilton last year. He's a guy that Buffalo fans should be keeping a watchful eye out for, especially if they're picking in around 12 if they aren't a dumpster fire of a team this year. Mm-hmm. I really like him. And the, I promise this is the last guy I'm going to talk about. Our, uh, Cole Caulfield, he's five foot six, one fifty, but he is just a dynamic winger. I think... He has the potential to be like a Johnny Goodrow type player. 80 points in 59 games last year, 54 goals. This guy is a goal scorer. Look out for him. I would love if the Sabres used one of their three first-round picks on him. He's listed at 18 here. I think he will go lower. I think I have him ranked at 11 in my ranking, if my memory serves me correct. But Cole Caulfield, remember the name. He's going he's gonna to be under the microscope a lot just because of his size, but... It's undeniable this guy is a dynamic player. Hmm. All right. Still, of course, a long way away. Yes, but... there's a long way to go. This is preseason rankings. Yeah. A lot can change. Okay, do you want to roast the Senators now? Yeah, yeah. It's not going to be as long as last episode, and we apologize. We really uh, messed up last week. Uh, the intro that we made was played right before Rosa Senators. There was no intro to the episodes. So there was 10 seconds of dead air. Yeah. And then the beautiful intro that I made last week for Rosa Senators was was cut out Didn't for some make reason. It. Didn't yeah. make the cut. I don't so know what happened. We don't know what happened. Uh, our editing software is garbage. Yeah. So we're going to hope that the beautiful intro we made for Rosa Senators this week makes it. So cue... Pierre Dorian being a bumbling idiot. Yes. Pierre, what's the number one thing you're optimistic about in terms of the Ottawa Senators? That was Senators GM, the notorious Pierre Dorian. Uh, that was an interview from the Kraft Hockeyville game on Tuesday. What day was that? It was a couple days ago. A couple days ago Tuesday. against the Toronto Maple Leafs. That was uh, David Amber, I believe his name is, mm-hmm. who's asking him that question. And this is the, st- the, the, re- the response that has taken over the hockey world. It's yes. The newest meme to come out of Ottawa. Uh, Pierre Dorian, the walking meme that is, the Senators, the, the and living, breathing And, of course, meme. that video was, the audio was a little bit edited there. Yeah. His oh, pa- yeah, His yeah. pause was not that long. For comedic effect. Yes. <laughs> it, was, it was about, like, four seconds. But the fact that a GM of an NHL team had to take five seconds to think about any positives or any reasons for optimism for a team is just laughable. But that clip, it's it's... 
taken out of context. We're a team. I watched the whole. I watched the whole interview. He said we're a team, and then paused, and then he started like talking about how mm. fans are just fantastic. Blah blah blah. I. You know what he meant. Yeah. You yeah. know, like he means we're a team. We're together. Yeah. It's you know it's it's. Let's stop. Let's not ruin the joke. Okay. Yes, no. It's, no. It's, it was funny. It was. It's yes, funny. The guy's yes. a bum. <laughs> yes. Let's stop pretend. Let's stop uh, making excuses for him. But if cool. if the Sabers never hired. Tim Murray, he would be the GM of the team right now. He would be the GM of the Ooh. Ottawa Sanders right now. I wonder I wonder if the t- I think Murray is a better general manager than Dorian. I think there's no Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Like Murray, he had his, his Mur- problems here, but you knew the difference <laughs> between a franchise player and a, a schmuck. Yes. Yeah, so yes. Murray could have gotten more for Eric Carlson than and Mr. Dorian did. Dorian would also go on to say he has, he emphatically, very enthusiastically says, I have no regrets. Yes, yes, Elliot Friedman in that mm-hmm. interview asked him, do you have any regrets about giving Colorado your pick this year? And Dorian, without without any hesitation, is like, no, absolutely oh, no, not. No, 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 no. When you can draft a player, a game changer like Brady Kachuk, you take him. Mm-hmm. Jack Hughes, my boy. Jack Hughes, Pierre. Come on. I have never seen... It was almost like a father's disappointment Mm -hmm. in a son. Yes. Looking at Elliot Friedman's face. Elliot Friedman. Like, he was looking at him like, what is wrong with you? Like, the whole entire time, he's like... Mm Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my God. He's doing that whole, like, looking at the floor thing. Yes. Oh, my God. And they knew. They knew at the trade deadline that they are going to trade Eric Carlson. Your team is already trash. And what what are you going to be when you don't have Eric Carlson? Are the Senators still playing at Canadian Tire Center? Yes. The there's Canadian a joke. Tire Fire There's Center. a joke to be yes. made there. Yep. Imagine there's a fire at that arena. Oh, my oh God. My the God. Canadian Tire Fire Center. It'll that's, probably that's happen. That's what we're going to... We're going to call it the Canadian the Tire Fire Canadian Center. Canadian Tire Fire Center. The home of the tire fire that is the mm-hmm. Ottawa Senators. Mm-hmm. But, yes, Pierre Dorian, I really hope that you guys finish in last place. Colorado wins the draft lottery and becomes a dynasty. Yeah. Because, you know, Colorado, they were better by the Lindros trade. And they yeah. they oh, won yeah, the yeah, Stanley yeah. Cup yeah. because of the Lindros trade, and it's gonna happen. And now again. it's gonna <laughs> and now it's gonna be like uh, there's gonna in like thirty years from now, people are gonna be talking about oh that that team won Stanley Cups because Ooh. of that Matthew Shane trade. Like just just imagine, I can imagine it now. They got Jack Hughes because of that Matthew Shane trade. Yeah. I, I'll be telling my grandkids one day. Yeah, I remember the day where Colorado gave up, or Ottawa gave up a uh, King's ransom for Matt Duchesne. He walked out of Ottawa. After two years, and they got nothing. Colorado got a bunch of assets that helped them win multiple Stanley Cups. So, I love how they gave up yes. that much for to a team that had no leverage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they gave up more for Matt Duchesne than they got for Eric Carlson. Mm-hmm. Isn't that mind-boggling? That yeah. is crazy. Wow. And then Doug Wilson being the nice guy that he is yesterday was like, oh, I, I, I think it's a fair trade for both sides. Oh, Doug Wilson. Doug what Hill. a that guy is a he's a wizard that guy. He is. He is. He he got Evander Kane for less than what you would think you would get Evander Kane for. I'm not mm-hmm. going to deny that, but I thought the Sabres did okay in the Evander Kane trade. But Eric Carlson trades a heist. You get it is. one of the best top 5 player in the league, no doubt, maybe even top 3 for 
a lot less than market value, not even getting a game-changing player or a game-changing prospect. That's amazing. And or pick for they that. Get the tw- they get the 2020 first-round pick, but if they sign Carlson, the Sharks are going to be picking in the late 20s, the very least. Same th- that, that affects the Sabres because Carlson on on the Sharks will no, no doubt give the Sabres the 2019 first-round pick. But Carlson makes his team a lot better, and the Sabres have been picking in the late 20s, which I was kind of hoping that maybe we'd be getting the Sabres pick, which would probably be in the top 10 somewhere. That's just that's just me, of course. I'm not expecting. And this is just going off track here. But don't expect playoffs. Don't expect anything. Because the moment you expect the playoffs for the Sabres, you're going to be disappointed. Just have fun. Have fun watching the young talent this year. And if they do make the playoffs, it'll be fun. But, of course, if you... If you were, you're gonna be able to say, "Oh, I knew they're making the playoffs the whole time." It's pretty cool. Good on you that you knew the whole time. But yeah. you're gonna be very disappointed if you, because last year I'm not gonna mention any names, but somebody was on Instagram was selling shirts that said "Rebuilt." Do you remember oh, this? Oh yeah, Do you remember, I remember this? That. Somebody was selling Some shirts. Carney goof. <laughs> selling T-shirts that said "Rebuilt," <clears throat> and. Uh, were they rebuilt? Selling no. snake oil <laughs> to the public. <laughs> Selling false hope. And yeah. This team was rebuilt. But anyways, back to back to the Sharks. Yes, the Sabres are going to be picking. Probably because the, the Blues are vastly improved as well. So Buffalo is probably going to be picking twice in the late 20s, something one time in the top 10. But that's okay because this draft is really, really good. And they're going to be walking away in that draft with three really good prospects. I no longer have any sympathy for Senators fans, by the I, way. Oh, I feel always. bad for the fans. I feel awful for the fans that they have to deal with that on-ice product nah. and their ownership and their GM and their coach. I will it's never. It's just awful. I'll never have any goodwill towards that team, that fan base, hit row seven. <laughs> I still... I told you I'm a bitter person. I said that at the yeah. start of the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got anything else? Anything else? Nothing. No. Okay. Well, I think we're gonna wrap it up there then. All so, right. Of course, if you enjoyed, we'd love to hear your feedback. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at the Charging Buff. Follow me on Twitter at Joe TCB NHL. And follow Luke on Twitter at LVKETCB. Hey. Uh. Send me some birthday tweets. Yes, it's Luke's <laughs> birthday. Wish him a happy birthday. You're for your favorite co-host out yes. there. So, we'll see you in the next one.